0: Serving up a healthy dose of news, traffic, and engaging opinion. This is Good Morning Hamilton with Rick Zamperin on 900 CHML. The headline, NIMBYs won't stop our housing plans. And we welcome Ms. Kelly to Good Morning Hamilton on 900 CHML. Donna, good morning. How are you?
1: Good morning. And I just want to address that headline. That is a headline written by the Hamilton Spectator. And and, uh, I mean... Let's be honest. My my intent of this of this op-ed was to really address some of the misinformation that is circulating regarding our plan to get homes uh, built in Ontario. But one of the things, and, and, and maybe I won't, well, I'll let you ask the question. <laughs> well, i all what, up here right
0: now. What, what misconceptions are you pointing to?
1: Let's talk about development charges, which I think most people don't understand what a DC, when we say DC, it refers to development charge is. So when um, a developer is building a new home, the municipality applies a development charge per unit. And at this point for a single detached or resident uh, townhouse condo in the city of Hamilton, that development charge per unit is between $110,000 and $120,000. So think about it. When I bought my first home, I paid that for the first home. Now that is the fee. Before you even have your down payment that is applied to the cost of that home. So that is making, that is one of the many reasons homes have become so unaffordable. So what we are doing is recognizing that there are many homes that we have to build in Ontario to address a massive, a very serious crisis. Not only can young people not afford to get into the housing market, But people who need to rent can't find affordable renting. So there's all types of housing. The missing middle, which is that rental market. Sometimes it's subsidized housing. And then there is the the, the type of home that people who really have the right to have in Ontario, when you live in Ontario, you should be able to live where you want in the type of home you choose to live in. So, so let me address. let me just jump oh, sorry, on the
0: ahead. let me just jump on the development charge aspect of mm-hmm. it. So if you were to waive, let's just say for sake of argument, a $100,000 development charge on a particular unit. The average mm-hmm. price of a home in Hamilton, let's just say again for sake of argument, $800,000. Would mm-hmm. these new homes that are being built be then listed at $700,000? Is that basically what we're going to see?
1: No, because the development charge waived does not apply to any of those new builds. It's only applied to that other section of the crisis in our housing, a uh, uh, segment in our housing crisis. So we need to build homes for our most vulnerable. We need subsidized housing, units for people who are right off the street that need those wraparound services, units that are around five to six hundred dollars a month. Endwell is a prime example. So when they build these homes for people who are desperate, who need some sort of subsidized housing, that is where the DC is waived. The oh. development charge is waived. So when we look at not the, for a new build.
0: So when we look at the greenbelt lands, let's just take this example. Mm-hmm. And some in Hamilton are going to be opened up here. Will part of those lands be targeted or uh, earmarked for affordable housing subdivisions or or units?
1: If the developer chooses so, but we aren't telling them where to build. We're simply saying that that development charge is only waived so that when. An organization, a not-for-profit, goes to build a unit to house, say, 40 or 50 people. They're not stuck with $2, 3000000 million in development charges, which makes it completely unattainable. What we're talking about is waiving it on not-for-profits, giving a 25% reduction on the D.C. to people who are building rental units. We haven't seen any rental units built since the 70s. They're simply not attractive to developers. So we're saying, we'll give you an incentive reduce your development charge by 25% and build those units for people to rent. And we will make municipalities whole. Uh, You'll hear some of the councillors erroneously say, we need those DCs, they're waving the DCs on um, townhouses and single detached homes. That's absolutely untrue. So they're getting the home, they're getting the DC, which covers the entire cost of the water, wastewater, roads, streetlights, et cetera, and an annual income in a municipal tax that goes back into the coffers of the municipality to cover the cost of everything else.
0: we got a couple more we, minutes with Donna okay. Skelly, PCMPP, Flamborough, Glambrook here listening to Good Morning Hamilton on 900 CHML. Regarding the urban boundary debate, and it's been a heated one, <laughs> as you know, uh, I, I've been the proponent of let's build within before we build out. Is there not enough land in Hamilton? No. no there no. isn't.
1: There is not enough land. That is information that came from the city's own planners. If we try, look what has happened with our water waste. We just saw another leak that has been ongoing for years, pouring wa- sewage, raw sewage into Lake Ontario. We can't possibly accommodate, you know, 260,000 more people in the downtown core. It's just not going to happen. Not only that, Rick, do you really want to see these charming neighborhoods, the Duran neighborhood, the Lock Street area, with, with a uh, six, seven, eight, 12, 23 story apartment unit to you know per block I don't think people want to see that kind of massive change in their communities and not everybody wants to live in a 4 or 500 square foot condo but those plans so are already
0: in place like you look at the old CHCH building kind of a neighborhood yeah. you know small neighborhood there's exactly. you know skyscrapers we're are doing encur-
1: up there. we're encouraging that but we can't that's just for the existing Projected growth, uh, the, the growth. That's not, that's not going to accommodate the projected growth. It would destroy, not only that, the septic system, the sewer system, the wastewater system won't sustain that type of growth. Not, people need to be able to understand that this is a smart way of handling the projected growth and we need these people. If we don't have more people coming to Hamilton to take care of, uh, you know, the fill the PSW positions, the nursing positions, the, Jobs in our restaurants, they'll go elsewhere where they can't afford a home. They'll go to St. Catharines, they'll go to Sudbury, they'll go to North Bay where they can afford a home and buy a home that isn't in a tower. But all of that, we we are encouraging intensification along transit lines where we can do it. But it does, the city of Hamilton's current urban boundary will not accommodate the projected growth. Full stop.
0: It's great to have a spirited debate on a hot topic, (laughs) that is for sure. Donna, appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us.
1: Anytime.